At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. Hey, this is Christina Quinn. I'm the host of Try This, the Washington Post's new series of audio courses. The idea behind Try This is to become better functioning humans without having to comb the internet for countless hours. In our first course, we learned how to sleep better. Now, we're going to learn how to make our friendships stronger. I'll offer expert tips that are doable, and I'll keep it short. So let's do this. Classes in session. Find Try This from The Washington Post wherever you listen. The wait is almost over. Get ready for the 2024 NFL season as the full schedule is announced. Every rivalry, every rematch, every rookie debut, every game. Revealed. The 2024 NFL schedule release, presented by Verizon, coming in May. Live on NFL Network, ESPN2, and streaming on NFL Plus. Terms and conditions apply to NFL Plus. Visit NFL.com slash schedule release to learn more. The madness is here, and VEASAN experts are ready to take you through every first-round matchup. This is Betting the Bracket on VEASAN, the sports betting network. It's a day we've been waiting for four months, and it is finally here as we continue on VCN's Betting the Bracket Selection Sunday edition for the next two hours. We pick up right up, where, right where our friends Tim Murray, Matt Humans, and Adam Burke left off as we break down every angle for the March Madness. We have a whole nice crew for you tonight with Wes Reynolds, who's joining me here at the South Point. I'm Ben Wilson. Danny Burke with us from Chicago as we'll, we'll welcome Danny and right off the top here, DB. He was just at the Big, Tw- uh, Big Ten tournament there in Chicago all week. So, Danny, you ready to go? You psyched? <laughs> I'm ready, and I think I'm ready to fade my own conference, something that uh, <laughs> I don't typically root for, Ben. But uh, as we know, the Big Ten hasn't been as strong and I don't think the draw is too favorable, but I'm pumped, man. Excited to be, uh, yeah. to be doing this with you guys. I, I can sense the bitterness in Danny's voice already, Wes. <laughs> Danny, let's just get this straight right off the top. Danny, of the three of us, the only one who's alma mater, does not qualify for the NCAA tournament. So, uh, Wes's Hoosiers, my Missouri Tigers are in. Uh, Wes, a lot of seeding uh, things to discuss as well as far as some of the upset, so to speak, from the Selection Sunday show, one of which was right at the top with the one seeds where Kansas does not get sent to the Midwest region in Kansas City. How do you view that, though, for that program as a whole, though, now being sent out to the West? Well, I actually think it's a good thing. It's a good thing where they were sent, but if you look at the draws, I thought of the four number one seeds, that being Alabama, Houston, Purdue, and Kansas. I thought Kansas actually got the toughest draw because remember last year they got the easy draw, and then it even got to be made more easy with a, a 10 seed, Miami, out of a weak ACC, was who they had to beat in the Elite Eight to get to the Final Four. They got to play an eight seed, North Carolina, in the national championship game. So maybe they made up for it and said, okay, Kansas, you got to go through the gauntlet because an eight, nine matchup, perhaps with Arkansas or Illinois, both very capable teams. And then they do get sent out to Las Vegas. And I think one of the things is they sent Kansas instead of sending them to Kansas city, they sent them out to Las Vegas. And maybe I'm being too tinfoil hat here guys, but I kind of think that okay, this is Las Vegas's first time ever hosting an NCAA regional. Eventually, they're going to get the Final Four here in a few years. They want to, you know, give them somebody that's a real blue blood that's going to sell a lot of tickets and bring a lot of fans here, and I think that's Kansas. And then you look at who else is in that region. Mm-hmm. A lot of West Coast teams. Gonzaga, who is a very good traveler. Heck, Grand Canyon, who you had in the WAC tournament, assuming a 14 seed somehow makes the Sweet 16. They were the best traveler in the WAC tournament. You've got Nevada right here in state, Arizona State, relatively local. UCLA is the two seed. So, I thought on the surface, Kansas got the toughest draw of any of the one seeds. And then kind of just a general sense of the bracket. 
I actually thought the selection committee, I don't really have a gripe with who is in the field. You can maybe have a debate over Nevada. I think the the final two, it seemed to be, were Nevada and Rutgers. Mm-hmm. What kept yeah. Rutgers out to me was being 342 out of 363 teams in the non-conference strength of schedule. The only <laughs> team in the power six, by the way, that was below them was Providence, who barely got in as an 11 seed. So I think the selection committee is sending a pretty clear message where it's like, you know what? You got to play some competition in that non-conference. And, you know, Rutgers was in the position where they had to do what Indiana did last year, where you had to not only beat Michigan in the 8-9 game in the Big Ten tournament, but you had to beat the one seed. This year it was Purdue. Last year it was Illinois for Indiana. Indiana did that, and that got them sent to Dayton. I think if Rutgers wins on Friday against Purdue – they're in Dayton on yep. Tuesday. That's that's how the margins go for this stuff. I don't think any of us had real big gripes with the committee this time around as far as the selection of the teams. You're always going to quibble with some of the seating, but mm-hmm. that is life in the NCAA tournament. So for those of you who have been with us the entire show who joined in right at the top of the couple hours ago with Tim, Adam, and Matt, they got through three of the four regions going down every single game. We'll get into the full West region. That was the one game that the guys before us did not get into entirely. So we'll break down all seven of the first-round games in the West region. There's a couple of the play in games that will impact that region as well. We'll get into that as we continue on the show. Chris Andrews and Vinny Maliulo, part of the team making the odds here at the South Point. They're going to join us in about 15 minutes to tell us who are some of the biggest odds movers already on the lines because lines have now been out about two hours and there's been some shifting going on already. We'll also talk about the big matchups that always get bet, the 5-12s, the 8-9s, our favorite bets for round number one, as well as our futures picks. But to start out, we, we go with just some of the more general first eye-popping matchups that uh, jump out at the page to us. Danny, I know you said you're ready to fade the entire Big Ten. Uh, (laughs) Sounds like a true guy living in Chicago and uh, Nebraska Hornhusker alum. Um, Of those those Big Ten matchups, which are the one or two that really jumps out to you from the first-round betting perspective? Yeah, just kind of looking over everything again, a big 10, not that high this year in a lot of people's power rankings, rightfully. So you don't even trust the one seed Purdue, but these first round matchups, very difficult. The first one that I see that may be a game you might want to jump in. If you agree with me sooner rather than later, how about Arkansas and Illinois now out here in Illinois, uh, or at least the place I'm looking because you can't bet the in-state schools, but it looks like the best number for fading Illinois is about minus 145 in terms of the money line. I like this Razorbacks team and Illinois is kind of in the definition of volatility this entire season. And they have got eliminated very early in the big 10 tournament. You already see this line up to three in terms of the spread in favor of Arkansas. So that one is one where it popped out and it, it even opened lower than that, I believe. So you're already seeing the action go that way. And I, I think just following this Illini team fairly closely, especially toward the latter half of this season, seeing Arkansas three or less, that seems like a bet immediately on this Razorbacks team, because I think they are better defensively. They'll shut down Illinois and Arkansas will just be way too much to handle. And it's going to be a quick exit for the fighting Illini. So that's probably going to be one that I jump in on sooner rather than later. Another one that I was looking at, I don't mind Texas A&M over Penn State. This is going to be a really fun game to watch overall just because of what we witnessed with Penn State and the Aggies making it far as well. But Texas A&M could be coming in with even more so of a chip on their shoulder, debatably a little bit too low there with a seventh seed. Now, uh, if they're going to match up well against Penn State, well, we'll see how Penn State may or may not be limited with their three-point shooting. But again, a line that Right now at three, looks like there was some immediate love toward the Aggies, and I would probably agree with that, and I would look to be backing the Aggies over the Nittany Mm -hmm. Lions. So that's another one. Um, You know, Auburn over Iowa is one I'm going to let marinate a tad bit, see where the market goes. Michigan State is actually the one team, Ben, I think I would want to back. You and I were talking about this a little bit before the show, but I'm seeing them minus a buck 20 or so over USC. I like Tom Izzo still at this point of the year. Who doesn't? And I do think Michigan State is still a sneaky team throughout the conference, despite them falling short in the conference tournament. I think they actually get a favorable spot against the Trojans. Yeah, All those games, too, very tightly lined as well. Arkansas opens two and a half, gets sped up to three pretty much market-wide against Illinois. The other game Danny mentioned – 
going on between those uh, the Big Ten teams here in round number one. You get another game that was lined about two and a half in Texas A&M that most of the books have now gone up to three. And then that other one with USC and Michigan State early Two-point favorite on the side of Michigan State. Not much movement there early. Uh, so a bunch of Big Ten teams to watch out, and they're all yeah. playing in very tightly lined games, West. Well, and I'll echo Danny. I do like Arkansas over Illinois as well, and that's a tough second-round matchup for Kansas. I know Arkansas has been the ultimate disappointment this year with Brazil being hurt for the year, Nick Smith and Eric Musselman not seeming to be on the same page. But they have the capability, I, I think, to, to athletically compete with Kansas, a Kansas team that's not the uh, the deepest team necessarily. It doesn't have much of a bench. But uh, a couple Big Ten games I'll talk about, and I want to address one that Danny brought up, and that was Penn State and Texas A&M. This is one of the more interesting stylistic matchups, I think, or schematic matchups, if you want to call it, for the first round because – we know what Penn State is. Penn State is shoot the threes and let Jalen Pickett try to isolate and, you know, pound the ball in the lane. Penn State shoots 38.5% from the three. They take the 10th most attempts in the country. If you look at three-point field goal attempts per overall field goal attempts, I think 47.4%. That's what Penn State does from the three-point line. Meanwhile, the Aggies... 45.9% <laughs> of their field goal attempts allowed are threes. That is 352nd yeah. out of 363 teams. So you, they allow you to shoot the threes and, and, you know, you got to be able to make them against this team. Buzz will do a little bit of pack line there. So stylistically, I mean, if Penn state makes their threes, they're going to beat a and M if they don't, mm -hmm. then they're not. I mean, that's what it comes down to. But another one that I thought was interesting, of course, that's near and dear to my heart not the easiast matchup for a mile mater on Friday night. Mm -hmm. They're in that late window. And Only that is, a four-point favorite in yeah, a 413 game. That's yeah. number four Indiana against Kent State, the 13 seed who won the uh, MAC tournament. And look, uh, I think four is probably accurate. I think that number is actually very right. What concerns me, you know, for Indiana is that Kent State's a very athletic team around the rim. They will hound you on the perimeter as well. They will not allow you to get a bunch of open threes necessarily. Also, you know, I always like the storylines and how they kind of matter uh, in, in these matchups. You know, you don't always get them in every single matchup, but very interesting thing here. Kent State coached by Rob Senderhoff. Rob Senderhoff was part of that Kelvin Sampson uh, uh, staff in the mid-2000s that got fired for the impermissible calls and, you know, lack of program control and everything else that went with that, that forced Calvin Sampson to resign. Rob Senderoff got fired for his participation in that. So don't think that he doesn't want to crack oh, yeah. at Indiana oh, here. Oh, yeah, that's going to be a tasty matchup for sure. The one that jumps out to me, there's always one every time you're watching the selection show where you're like, really, these two teams are facing against each other? I'm going to have to pick one. Because I was ready to buy in on Duke with how well they ended the season. Six straight wins to close the regular season. Sweep through the ACC tournament and have looked really impressive with their growth under first-year head coach John Shire. But as a five seed, they get drawn up against Oral Roberts, the darling from two years ago, who made the Sweet 16 as a 15 seed. Still have Max Acemas, one of the best individual scorers in the country. You knew, Wes, they would be a very popular yeah. 12 seed. Now, how is this going to work? Is Duke becoming that that trendy deep right. run team, or is Oral Roberts going to be that right. darling when you twelve saw all seed? Five of the uh, the four letter network, the other four letter network that uh, went ahead and put these guys in the final four as a five seed. Interesting matchup also here, big man against big man. Connor Vanover, the uh, seven five center that was the Cal transfer at Oral Roberts against Cal Filipowski and Derek Lively. Good to see a good post matchup for oh, yeah. once now in college basketball. We don't get enough of those nowadays. That is a line. Duke opens six and a half point favorites. Still six and a half most shops. A couple books, though, have gone down to Duke minus six, including right here at the South Point where we are in Las Vegas. And up next, we'll have Chris Andrews and Vinny Malillo from Behind the Counter join us as we continue very special edition of VSIN's Betting the Bracket. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Hey, this is Christina Quinn. I'm the host of Try This, the Washington Post's new series of audio courses. 
The idea behind Try This is to become better functioning humans without having to comb the internet for countless hours. In our first course, we learned how to sleep better. Now, we're going to learn how to make our friendships stronger. I'll offer expert tips that are doable, and I'll keep it short. So let's do this. Classes in session. Find Try This from The Washington Post wherever you listen. The wait is almost over. Get ready for the 2024 NFL season as the full schedule is announced. Every rivalry, every rematch, every rookie debut, every game revealed. The 2024 NFL schedule release presented by Verizon coming in May. Live on NFL Network, ESPN2, and streaming on NFL+. Plus. Terms and conditions apply to NFL+. Plus. Visit nfl.com slash schedule release to learn more. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter. Let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to Point Game. King of the Court one-on-one tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think you could have took it all? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think I could have took it all, but I think I would have shocked a lot of people. I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe would win a one-on-one contest. Yeah, I, yeah, because you got to think, Love he's going to guard. He don't care about guarding. He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, exactly. he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. like that, see that? Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. And then I, his, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because he didn't need it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is Betting the Bracket on VEASAN, the sports betting network. Welcome back in. It is VEASAN's Betting the Bracket, very special edition of the show as we continue on this Selection Sunday night. And we are so pleased right now as we welcome you back to the South Point Sportsbook Studio to have not one but two members of the South Point bookmaking team. Uh, sitting to my left is the Hall of Famer, Vinny Maliulo. He's here, ready to go. How much did you sleep last night, Vinny? Why sleep? Okay, that's the answer <laughs> to that. And Chris Andrews, who has his new book out, El Dofosmu. I like to... Wow. I like to pitch that every Thank time, you. Chris. My pronunciation is getting better and better. So, Chrissy, it. Vinny, they are both here. You guys, uh, you guys, ready to go? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, as ready as we'll ever yeah. be. Right. Go ahead. And I don't tell. know if I'm yeah. ever ready or not, or never <laughs> ready. Fair. I'm not sure. Somewhere That's in fair. between. Uh, I want to start with with you, Vinny. Where so the selection committee has mm-hmm. their their bracket come out at about six o'clock on the East Coast. Mm-hmm. Get done with all the teams announced at about six thirty Eastern. From that point on, if, if we talk about the South Point Situation Room, so to speak, what, what's the process from there? How, how does it work for you guys back there? It's, 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 it's fun, it's, uh, and it's, it's basic but, uh, and, and smooth. You know, quarterback, uh, Chris Andrews, uh, we, we make our numbers uh, independently along with, uh, of course, uh, Jimmy Vaccaro, speaking of Hall of Famers. By the way, mm-hmm. Chris is in the Hall of yes. Famers. We're in that, in that hall. How about that? It's a, it's a big hall. Uh, <laughs> A and generous uh, hall, yes. says, and uh, a, a gentleman, uh, a dear friend of ours from over the years, a gentleman by the name of Tony Sinisi. Uh, Tony worked for Roxy Roxborough at Las Vegas Sports Consultants. And independently, we make our numbers. And then we compare the numbers and see you know, how they break out. And then somebody's got to make a decision. Chris makes that decision. That's what's put up and posted uh, as soon as uh, it gets in the system. And as... Uh, the the numbers go in, people are betting. So we're still making numbers, you know, while on on one region, uh, while a previous region is is getting played. So, um, but it's very smooth. It's something that we've done uh, for years and uh, worked out very yeah. well under uh, Chris's guidance. Yeah, it all worked out. I know Wes, you've been you've been, we're sitting here saying it's amazing how smooth the process is now, but it's obviously been refined. I'm sure yeah. over the years. You know? Yeah, and, and I mean it obviously keeps changing. I was uh, talking with Vinny before you came in here, Chris. I was like. How long have you been out here booking this? Were you out here before it was the 64, when it when it was like the 48? You're like, yeah, I booked it in Brooklyn, and you probably did the same in Pittsburgh uh, yeah. uh, with 48. But now, now we have 68, and I'm just curious from your guys' perspective, what has been the biggest change over the years in terms of, like, how you book the games? Because 
I look tonight at some of these one seeds, and there's only two that have lines because two of them are playing teams that advance from the first four and date, either Tuesday or Wednesday. And I'm looking at these one seeds. Kansas is a 22-point favorite over Howard. Houston, 19-and-a-half over Northern Kentucky. It used to be these guys were laying 30 and 40. Yeah. Like like Duke in 1999 was laying 46 to Florida A&M. Is it because of the UMBC phenomenon where they beat Virginia, or has it just been trending that way because you have these teams on the book all year round? Well, I think we've been trending that way. You know, there's a parity in recruiting and opportunities for a lot of kids. And uh, I remember interviewing, this is in an old radio show 20 years ago or so, when I remember Northern Iowa was making a nice run. And I had their coach on a radio show, and I said, well, what's the difference? I said, here's the difference. We get good guards. There's a lot of guards. They want to to play. And if you you can't play for Kentucky, maybe you want to play for Northern Iowa, you know, so they can go there. He goes, now, in the big men, we have to develop. He says, you know, and sometimes we do, and sometimes we don't. But if we can get lucky and develop one of these guys, yeah, we got, uh, you know, we can make a pretty good run at a tournament. But Wes is right. I remember, you know, yeah. was it that high? Was it 46 points? Yeah, I'm, because that's when I came I'm out. Here. The first crazy, time I came out to crazy. Vegas yeah. as a yeah, college student big was the late 90s. Yeah. And you were seeing these people, and they were willing to lay, you know, oh, yeah. 35 with Kansas against Jackson State or 46 with Duke against Florida A&M. And you just don't see it anymore because mm-hmm. I, I feel like you guys have every team now up all year round. Pretty much, There's 363 yeah. teams that yeah. used to be you wouldn't have these small conference teams unless they played like a Big Ten team or somebody from the ACC or you wouldn't get them up until like conference tournaments. And now 363 teams, that's a lot. Yeah. Well, I blame put up Ru- all year round. I blame Richie Bachelary, our good <laughs> friend, for doing that. He, like, he started on. that, you know. I was and, uh, blame there's know, plenty of days like, I'm Richie, cursing Richie. Need, do we yeah. really need to book Merrimack, <laughs> Richie? Yeah. That's great. You know, <laughs> March. But, you know, I think the betting public, and, and listen, VEASAN is, uh, particularly in the last uh, six years, has uh, has helped the betting public become more educated. And people realize how, you know, to Chris, Chris's point about parity. And what's helped create that is you know, the transfer portal, for instance, right? I mean, we, really, when you, when you think about it, that, that has impacted teams uh, greatly. There are, there's a lot of talent, but there's better coaching at the uh, the younger levels, uh, the younger ages, right from AAU, high school, uh, junior college, and all. But uh, you you put all of those factors together, you you can't have the the Kansas matchup now would have been at least ten points more, yeah. you know, a, a decade ago even, right? Um, but the the name brand recognition, people are willing to dive further into the numbers and mm-hmm. listen to, you know, again, uh, VSIN and uh, pay attention to respected opinions out there as as, as we do. Yeah, that's one of, I mean, the pro tips we've always given out, it's like if you really want to have success betting college basketball in the regular season, you pay attention to the small conferences, you get really intimately Absolutely. familiar, and what does that create? When a random 15 seed is in the tournament, people know, oh, I actually know them. I've yeah. watched them all year. Well, I'll throw something out there, and I'm a lot older than both of you. I'm a, I think I'm a year older than Vinny. But, <laughs> but, you know, I can remember back when UCLA had Bill Walton and all mm-hmm. those guys, and I remember reading a, 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 a preview, and they're going through, well, UCLA, of course, is number one in the country, and they go through and they mention, you know, Swen Nader and again, a couple of – and, and they're number one, and they've given all the credentials, all these – oh, he goes, and by the way, I haven't mentioned any of their starters yet. You know, so this is <laughs> – right. their second team yeah. would be number one yeah. in the country. Their, their second team had a bunch of first-round draft yeah. picks. Yeah, so, I mean, that, that, that's how really the, the, the game has changed. We've, of course, have to change along with it. And uh, like, like I was saying before, you know, a lot of these – you know, a guy now, he doesn't want to sit on the bench at UCLA. He's going to go yeah. to, you know, wherever, Oregon or, or, or maybe, you know, San Diego State or, you know – a school like that so they can have the opportunity to play. Why not? It's made it fun now for our purposes for the betting. And we get the lines out. Been about two hours or so since you guys posted. What have been some of the big uh, <laughs> movers early? I, as Chris just <laughs> shrugs well, his shoulders. I, last count, and I, I was doing some other stuff with these guys that are in filming us. I, we had over 20 limit bets. Now, you know, 10,000 at the counter. We had a bunch mm-hmm. of those. But limit on the app, it's 3,000 on the app. But we had a, we, over 20 um, I brought my computer to try to keep track, but I don't even know if I can do that. You know, so uh, <laughs> yeah, it's it's it was fantastic. It went really smoothly. You know, Vinny 
calls me the quarterback. I'm more like the director. I always say, I'm like Martin Scorsese. There we go. <laughs> I got Robert De Niro. I got Robert De Niro sitting right over there. I got Jimmy, who's Joe Pesci, and we brought in Al Pacino, uh, Tony Sinisi. So, you know, and really I have a lot of respect for those guys. And and it's my job to kind of put that all together. But those guys do a fantastic job. And and I got another crew back there, Nick Semich, uh, Damon is another kid. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, they they did all the, the, the grunt work as far as putting all the technical stuff that we had to do. And, uh, you know, really things couldn't have gone much better than they did today. I thought it really went yeah. smoothly. Yeah. And we did a ton of action. And uh, I guess we'll find out Thursday or Friday if we want any <laughs> right. money, I guess. Yeah, right. but, uh, oh, it's, a long, it's a long road ahead. Yeah. You know what's yeah. interesting, too, uh, Chris's point is as much as we did today, there's still 80, you got to remember, 85 to 90% of the handle is going to come in starting yeah. on Wednesday night, mm-hmm. which is great. Yeah. And, you know, um, you know, they're, some dog money today. I mean, we saw you know plays against Gonzaga. You know, we saw a, a change of. Um, I think there's kind of a change of a favorite with the Northwestern Boise State game. Uh, you know, I think we, we're at pick now, Chris. Uh, we opened it uh, uh, Northwestern uh, one and a half two uh, in that area. But look, the this is you know you've got to have confidence in what what you're doing. You're posting your numbers, and as a better, you know you got the betters. They're betting with conviction, and it's a it's a great balance there. And uh, uh, it makes it fun. We have we have fun. Listen, betters have fun. We we enjoy yeah. what we're doing, and that's why we keep doing it. I, I gotta say, we really yeah. did. We, you know, with uh, Tony and Vinny and I, we and Jimmy, we go back many many years, yeah. and uh, you know, it's fun to to go in and discuss. You know, sure. why did you make that, and why did mm-hmm. Tony make that? Why did I make this? You know, and uh, you know, like I said, I have respect for those guys, and uh, you know, we put up, and then the guys start betting, and you know, certain right. guys. Um, when they bet you, you better move it. You know what I mean? Because yeah. uh, there's some sharp guys. That, that I mean, who's stepping up to the counter? You know, right out of the gate, sharp no guys, right? And we got to respond to that. This is just the start, though. So yeah. we get, yeah. you know, well, like Vinny said, we'll do 85, 90 percent. Exactly. Well, and then you get into later in the week now, and I know there's all the, you know, there's different ways to bet. People right. now love betting the first to 15, and oh. you have the first half bets for the underdogs. Yeah. How does the process work now that you have the the, the full game sides and totals out. Where do we go from here? Well, well, we'll do, you know, and you talked about how the business changed. You know, the, the way this was, like, back in, like, the 80s, like, when I really started getting into legal books, we'd get the selections. We put out the future book tonight. Yep. We put out the numbers tomorrow. Mm-hmm. You know, that's the way this thing worked. Wow. So look at how the, now Crazy. it's the exact opposite. We we rested on the uh, future book. We'll put that back up tomorrow. We'll get a chance to look at the the seedings and whatever. No more opportunities yeah. to do guessing lines and, with Chris And if you're Andrews coming out here to the South Point, basketball. by the way, get your apps ahead of time. These yeah. are going to be lined up out yeah. the door come Thursday morning. I, good advice. I'll be here Thursday morning. Yeah. I can't wait. What a treat for us to have a couple of Hall of Famers in the studio with us here on VEASAN's Betting the Bracket. Big thanks to Vinny and Chrissy for stopping by. We'll dive into the full West region with Danny Burke back on the show when we return. This is Betting the Bracket on VEASAN, the Sports Betting Network. Become a VEASAN Pro subscriber today and get everything you need to bet the madness this year for only $19. Whether you're filling out a bracket or betting against the spread, our team is here to get you ready for every game in every round of the tournament. Only VEASAN Pro subscribers get unlimited access to our daily best bets, tools like our exclusive betting splits, plus our big dance bracket and betting guides. These guides feature in-depth breakdowns of all 68 teams, Cinderella selections, bracket predictions, and picks on every tournament game from VEASAN experts like Brent Musburger and Greg Hoops-Peterson. Sign up today to get the betting guides plus full access to VEASAN.com through the end of the tournament for only $19 at VEASAN.com slash subscribe. We'll have a full Greg Peterson experience tonight once we wrap up here at 11 o'clock on the East Coast. As we welcome you back, big thanks once again to Chris Andrews and Vinny Maliulo for stopping by. Wes Reynolds is still here with me. I'm Ben Wilson from the South Point. Danny Burke back with us from Chicago. As speaking of individual games, we're breaking down every single one of them. The two hours on this betting the bracket show before us, they did not get into the Western region. So that's where we'll go. Let's break down all seven first round games. We've talked about one of them already. Danny Burke looking to fade the Big Ten, betting Arkansas, who opened two and a half point favorites, now bet up to minus three at most shops right now. So that uh, DB will mark that down. Your first play here uh, going on in the, in the West region. Uh, what about the one sixteen matchup on the other side? That's going to be the biggest favorite of anything. Is there any angle you can find DB on that Kansas and Howard matchup, which awaits the winner of that Arkansas, Illinois in the eight, nine. 
Yeah, I, I mean, I typically stray away from these type of games in general, and especially in the tournament when you have such big lines. If it's as big as it is like in this type of game, if anything, I'm going to be looking to take the points or look for an in-game opportunity because, look, Kansas is coming into this tournament having been the reigning champs, knowing they're a one seed. Perhaps they're a little bit complacent thinking it's not the toughest matchup, or maybe they don't. I mean, every team has their own pedigree and their own mentality coming into this tournament with something to prove. But again, a lot of these guys were there last year for Kansas. So I wonder if not necessarily, I, I, I don't want to call it a sleepwalk, but I think it's still just tough to ask a team to cover 22 right out of the gates. Now, maybe they do get a boost because of them kind of getting embarrassed by Texas in the championship game. But look, still, Howard's coming in here playing with house money. This is a team that is, clearly doesn't have going deep aspirations, or at least we don't perceive them as having them to do that as a 16th seed. So again, you, you really got nothing to lose in those situations. So that's why, Ben, I, I don't like getting involved because, yes, the talent there's such a big discrepancy, but it's what mentality are you going to be getting, especially from the side of the one seed? So uh, nothing for me here right now. Yeah, Howard does shoot threes better right. than all but about 30 teams in the country. So that always worries you a yeah. little bit, Wes, if you're looking to lay big chuck. Yeah, I have nothing on this yet. By the way, the uh, Howard Bison in the NCAA tournament for the first time since 1992. I actually watched a little bit of them on Saturday. This is one of the better conference championship games. They were an underdog, actually, is the one seed the regular season winner of the MEAC uh, to Norfolk State, who had, I think, won two years in a row. Norfolk State was up on him by four with like 25 seconds left to go and just melted down, and somehow Howard finds their way to win the game by one. You mentioned, Ben, Howard can shoot the three very well, and that's why I thought Danny brought up a very salient point there where he talked about you might want to get an in-game. This team shoots 37% from the three. That's 31st best in the country. So they make a few early threes, and maybe they're up on Kansas, and they're excited. They've hit a few early. They're up on Kansas at, like, maybe the under-12 timeout or the first 10 minutes into the game. Then you can lay a little lower with Kansas. The concern, obviously, for Howard, 356th out of 363 in terms of turnover percentage. Major That's about 23% <laughs> of the time. And when you're going, and, and they're a team that can play a faster pace, but you're going against a Kansas team with Dewan Harris, who's a really good defensive guard, rangy wings, Kevin McCuller, KJ Adams, Grady Dick. Uh, so uh, Howard's eventually going to be in trouble. I don't know. I don't want to lay this number. Like years ago, you delayed 22 easy sure. in this game, but – this would be one I'd look in game. I was like, uh, let's say they're down. Maybe we get 17 and a half or 18 and a half. And then I'll gladly lay it with Kansas in game. Yep. If that opportunity presents KU opening up 21 and a half point favorites. They've been bet as high as 22 and a half in the market. Most shops still at either 21 and a half or 22 right now. We already touched on the eight, nine matchup in the region with Arkansas taking on Illinois, where Arkansas opens as a two and a half point favorite Razorbacks. Now consensus three point favorites market wide. So you get the Kansas Howard 116, the Arkansas, Illinois in the eight, nine. That leads us west into a very interesting 512. Look, all, all four of the 512 matchups, they're always mm -hmm. extremely interesting. But this is a rematch of the 2017 NCAA tournament. It was a 710 matchup. I bet VCU catching three and a half, and they got the doors blown off them that, that day by St. <laughs> Mary's. But you just saw St. Mary's here in the WCC tournament. I know you and a bunch of people are going out to that WCC tournament, Wes. And so. How do we expect St. Mary's to bounce back after just a destruction at the hands of Gonzaga laying three and a half and not a whole lot of movement. This market has yeah. stayed pretty consistent since the open St. Mary's laying it against VCU. Yeah. It looks like this is going to be the second lowest total on the board. I think Northern Kentucky Houston, just about maybe a half point lower, but 123. And there's very good reason. St. Mary's ninth in defensive efficiency, 359th, by the way, in tempo. So they don't exactly work by the hour. They take their time. VCU 17th in defense. But of course, this is a little bit of the old havoc uh, that Shaka Smart used to run there it's now Mike Rhodes who is there VCU's won nine in a row six longest uh, active winning streak nationally they force turnovers on 24.1 percent of their possessions that's six best in the country thing about St. Mary's they don't really turn it over a lot because they take care of the basketball they're very slow they've got the experienced senior Logan Johnson Aiden Mahaney who's kind of been their star as a as a freshman uh yeah, I didn't. I didn't know what to do with this game. I thought that this was a very interesting matchup. Uh, the the metrics guys seem to like St. Mary's a little bit more. That they should be perhaps a little bit of a higher favorite. 
So I think like the metrics guys have them like six, whether it's the mm-hmm. Bartorvik or the Ken Palm. And yet the market has it at three and a half. And I don't know if that's recency bias because St. Mary's hadn't played in a week. And VCU, of course, came back and won today against Dayton in the A-10 championship up in Brooklyn. Uh, I, I would tend to side a little bit more with the market here, but as of now, not yet a play for me. Yeah, it's it's a very, very interesting just to see where the market will go from here because of how good St. Mary's has been yeah. with the metrics, but how and, bad they have played as And that's late. also a product of the 512 here too, because as, three yes. and a half, like when these metrics guys think they should be six. Yeah, this but is one know, I have not And this yet. is something we'll talk about with all the 512s. You know... The betting public is going to any excuse they can get to yeah. want to bet a 12 seed. And that's why that they can. And that's happen. a good point. Yeah. That's why they can put it low, by the way, because yeah. of the fact that they know it's going to get bet even at this low number. So they're not going to give you five right. out there knowing you're coming in on VC. So I will look to buy on the dip here, especially buying the dip a for just the way the market is subduing these five twelve lines. Bet the favorite, especially if this gets down to three and you see yeah. some of that public money come yeah. in. Three is the buy point for me here on St. Mary's, a team I still really, really like. Yes, that was a bad showing against Gonzaga. But and, and betters bet what they see last. Absolutely. Keep that that's in mind. Great, I think that's a very good point. point by you, and I might follow suit right. and try to bet a little low money line yeah. on St. Mary's. It's a good little uh, pro tip to keep in mind, too. Betters always remember what they see last, so keep that in mind. Look at what teams just did heading into the NCAA tournament and how that might impact the lines. I'll be waiting to get a three there on St. Mary's, or as Wes said, take a money line price on the Gales for round number one. Uh, in the meantime, Danny, we have the 413 matchup. A lot of juicy storylines with Rick Petito's Iona Gales in the 13 seed spot taking on UConn. Game is in Albany, so you know that's going to be a raucous crowd uh, there, DB. And of the 4-13 matchups, this one does have a pretty healthy spread to it as UConn opens a nine-point favorite. Most shops have stayed at nine, but a couple have taken some dog money here, DB, now down to UConn minus eight and a half there in that 4-13 matchup there in the West region. This game is going to be incredibly fun for the storylines that you already listed, Ben. And because I think this this matchup, we talk about recency bias, could certainly be flooded with it. The way that UConn lost against Marquette this past weekend is someone who took the Huskies. It was an incredibly infuriating end of the stretch for this team that has been such an efficient squad on both ends of the ball. We know what they're capable of. We know that they could be a team that can make a run. I don't think this is the best draw form, though, and you're seeing that being reflected in the market. Now, it's not to say that I'm going to go bet Iona to win this game outright, but I think in terms of taking the points, I get why the market is going on the side of Patino, a coach with experience, a team that has played consistently well this entire season, albeit in a weaker conference. But UConn seems like they can be one of those teams that, again, they'll be better than a lot of their opponents, assuming they make it deep, but they're not going to make it easy on themselves. And I don't think it's going to be easy from the get-go. So I'm not going to bet anything right now, guys, but I would lean toward taking the points in this situation. uh, Danny's been Mr. UConn here uh, the last few Mm -hmm. weeks. We've been doing our our show. I I had to set him up on this game. but I have them uh, for a tournament future myself. So so yeah, you both have the futures. It'll be interesting to see in what most people believe will be Rick Patino's Final game, yes. potentially, at Iona. Yes. We know it's only a matter of time. He's going to get one of the big jobs coming up. How will that impact uh, how his Gales, who have been, look, they uh, they covered the last time, I believe, West. They were in the NCAA tournament. And how will they look against UConn here uh, in that first round game? Yeah, they were very uh, tight with Alabama as a 15 seed. Ended up only losing by 13. But problem for Iona here, who's won 14 in a row, third longest nation's winning streak, uh, they can't defend UConn on, on those ball screens, though. I think that they're going to really have trouble. And if you want to speed UConn up, they're not exactly a snail here. So UConn will run with Iona. Mm-hmm. I would actually lean toward the over here at 143.5. That's a, a line that has seen a little bit of interest to the under early. So you've got a chance to get a better number. Open 144, sitting market wide at 143.5. We'll break down the other three games in the West Regional. There's a play-in game that will involve one of them. So we'll talk about the other three games as we wrap up the West Regional. Coming up next here on VSIN's Betting the Bracket. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. 
Hey, this is Christina Quinn. I'm the host of Try This, the Washington Post's new series of audio courses. The idea behind Try This is to become better functioning humans without having to comb the internet for countless hours. In our first course, we learned how to sleep better. Now, we're going to learn how to make our friendships stronger. I'll offer expert tips that are doable, and I'll keep it short. So let's do this. Classes in session. Find Try This from The Washington Post wherever you listen. The wait is almost over. Get ready for the 2024 NFL season as the full schedule is announced. Every rivalry, every rematch, every rookie debut, every game revealed. The 2024 NFL schedule release, presented by Verizon, coming in May. Live on NFL Network, ESPN2, and streaming on NFL+. Terms and conditions apply to NFL+. Visit nfl.com slash schedule release to learn more. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter. Let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to Point Game. King of the Court one-on-one tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think he could have took it all? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think I could have took it all, but I think I would have shocked a lot of people. I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe would win a one-on-one contest. Yeah, I, yeah, because you got to think, Love he's going to guard. He don't care about guarding. He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. Like that, see that. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. He's, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because he ain't need it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is Betting the Bracket on VEASAN, the sports betting network. Welcome back in. It is VSIN's betting the bracket on this selection Sunday night. We're working our way through the West region as we go to the bottom half of the West. Back here with Wes Reynolds. Danny Burke joining us from Chicago. I'm Ben Wilson in Las Vegas. We'll skip over the 6-11 matchup because we don't have it yet. TCU is the 60. They will face the winner of one of the four first four games that takes place over the course of Tuesday and Wednesday in Dayton, Ohio. We're going to save all the first four games. We'll talk about all four of those games a little bit later on in hour number two of the show. So let's go right to the 314. Wes, I'll set you up first on this with Gonzaga, the three seed, very strong finish to the year for the Zags after struggling on the defensive end most of the regular season, but they blow out St. Mary's in the WCC title game. Now they get Grand Canyon who win the whack as the five seed mm-hmm. in very dramatic fashion. Gonzaga will get this GCU team that barely beat top-seeded Sam Houston in the semifinals of the WAC, and then we're able to pull away from Southern Utah last night in the WAC championship game. Looking at how it's open, this will be one of our largest spreads of the first round. Gonzaga opening as a 15-point favorite. A couple of books have dipped down to 14.5, but a couple have also gone up, uh, like at DraftKings, up to Gonzaga minus 15.5, and And I believe, Wes, our highest or the second-highest total on the board as well at 157. Yeah, GCU here uh, for the second time under Bryce Drew certainly knows about a first-round upset when he was at Val that famous three where he dives on the floor after beating Ole Miss. But, yeah, uh, 14 seed here for GCU, and they played very well, obviously, in the WAC tournament, and you did some of those games, uh, uh, winning four games uh, basically in five days. So, you know, credit to GCU uh, for their run here. Just looking at what they did against some non-conference competition, uh, they did beat Montana State at home, who's another tournament team. They lost at Nevada by 13 and also lost by two to North Texas, who's not a tournament team, but certainly was a very good record. But, you know, maybe GCU can hang in for a little while. They're a team that shoots a three very well, 37.5%, top 25 in the country. And they also run you off the three-point line. They don't like you to get a lot of threes, uh, you know, and allow a lot of attempts. But I wonder, Gonzaga, like, nobody is really talking about Gonzaga as a contender Mm -hmm. this year because, you know, they were kind of disappointing. And when they stepped up, they lost big at Texas. Purdue blew them out. Baylor beat them by two. But this Gonzaga team still beat Xavier. They beat Kentucky. They beat Michigan State. They beat Alabama, the number one overall seed by 10. And when you watch Gonzaga, 
yeah, they 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 don't look as impressive because they don't have that Jalen Suggs type guard, or they don't have that dead eye three point shooter, you know, like like Blake Step was, or like Dan Dickow, or they, you know, they're, they're just a little bit down in terms of the athleticism, and then of course not having Chet Holmgren, so not having necessarily that pure center, but Drew Timmy has been every bit of first-team All-American. This is a team that still profiles very strong. They're number one in adjusted offensive efficiency, number two in effective field goal percentage, number two in two-point field goal percentage. So this is a team, and this is actually just what I've been noticing kind of looking at the, at the screen here. This is one of the few favorites that's actually seen a little bit of money in the first round. You know, a lot of guys, I mean, you know, it's mainly, I think, sharper guys, not exclusively, mm -hmm. but that are wanting to get down on some of these openers at a little bit lower limits, and then they rise gradually throughout the week. Gonzaga's seen a little bit of support here, though, so maybe uh, maybe a, a, a favorite that is kind of getting a little bit overlooked maybe by the mainstream, but certainly not by the betting market. And as of, I uh, refresh my screen, this is the Highest total so far uh, on the board. This is one of the the plays I have so far. I will look for Grand Canyon in the first half. Now, those lines have not been posted yet, but safe to assume you'll cut for the majority of the games, cut the full game line in half. I'll be looking to bet the Lopes plus seven and a half in the first half. It's an elite three-point shooting team. They knocked down 10 first half threes against Sam Houston in the WAC semis. Sam Houston is a top 15 defensive team in the country. Mm -hmm. Gonzaga is outside the top 75. So it's right. just, this has all the makings of a game where GC will try to run with Gonzaga. I, I see them being able to do that for about a half to 25 minutes, but the lack of depth for Grand Canyon will really hurt them down the stretch. It's why I would not bet them full game. They lost Javon Blackshear, the WAC preseason player of the year for the season with a torn ACL early in conference play. And we're, we're barely able to gut their way through that WAC tournament. So not a team I would bet outright or you know, to pull a huge upset or to cover the number full game. But I do like Grand Canyon to come out of the gates. Uh, what say you, DB, on this 314 matchup? I'm not as concerned in terms of this game, although I would lean toward the over despite it being an incredibly high total for all the reasons you guys listed. But I, I like what West was saying about kind of the broad scope of this Gonzaga team. It's been a team that I've been monitoring even before they won their conference championship. And we were discussing this yesterday on the show and, and thinking that this could be the best thing possible for the Bulldogs in the sense of them not having as much pressure as they've had in seasons past where the expectations are, you got to win the championship essentially this year. And yeah, you have a core group that still belonged with those expectations, but this season you've seen them fall. You've seen them deal with adversity and, and lose in situations and maybe look pretty weak on the defensive front. And it's not looking like a team that you'd want to put some stock in. So I, I get that. But again, when you talk about mentality and draw too, with these first couple of rounds, I think it's pretty advantageous. Now, with the assumption that maybe they meet up against UCLA, that's a conversation for a different time. But that's really going to be fun if we do get that. But I'd be looking for in, or the odds for Gonzaga to reach the final four. I know we had those originally, and I think they got taken off because of Selection Sunday mm -hmm. today. And we're waiting to see, you know, kind of how the market develops. But if you get three to one or better on Gonzaga to reach the final four, that may be a bet I'm looking to seek out. And Ben, you and I have talked about this and these bets for the futures compared to, or the championship odds compared to reaching the final four. Even though you're not getting as good of odds, you have a better chance to capitalize off of it because if you get to the Elite Eight and your team is a favorite in that situation, out in my neck of the woods here in Chicago and a lot of these other jurisdictions, or Illinois rather, for the entire state, you have the ability to cash out. And then, of course, you can hedge. You can do prop swap, for example. There are a lot of opportunities for you to do that. And if you think that this team is a little bit underrated, has a favorable path, I'm willing to get not as high of odds on them, but to reach the final four, because I think I could cash out on them with that. And I think Gonzaga fits the bill for that nicely if I'm getting three to one or better. Yeah, and it, you think about the rest of this, this region west where mm -hmm. UCLA is now down a starter right. to go forward, and we'll see how that plays out. Could be down, down too if, if Bona yeah. does not come back, by the mm -hmm. way. Uh, so, look, uh, Gonzaga, I do think, could be a little, a little bit sneaky here uh, going forward. Uh, I, like I said, I thought this was a tough draw for Kansas. Uh, up top, we kind of talked about that, you know, with UConn being there as a four seed. If St. Mary's advances, uh, they could be, you know, kind of an interesting team to slow the game down. But Gonzaga is a team that uh, it seems like the market doesn't really love as a future. And it's like, okay, have they established themselves now as much of a program, though, as where they get the benefit of the doubt? 
and maybe they should get the benefit and of the doubt. You have to do 16 to 1 to win the entire tournament right now. Those odds are still available. We'll see what those to make the final four odds get reposted at as they are in that 314 slot in the West region. As we continue on in the West, 7-10 matchup is uh, awfully scintillating here, Wes, even though it might be a, a complete rock fight. A 7-10 matchup between Northwestern and Boise State. Boise State last year was in an 8-9 matchup against Memphis. Completely laid an egg in what began a horrific NCAA tournament for the Mountain West. Northwestern, last time they were in this tournament, it was the first time ever, and they had an epic Round one win over Vanderbilt. I remember fortunately being on the right side, only just of that. So, Danny, a lot of early market movement here where some shops like at the South Point open, Northwestern minus two. A couple books had Boise State as high as minus one and a half. So some difference of opinion here. It's now pick them pretty much everywhere or Boise State minus one. How do you see the matchup going? I think I got to stick with my theme of fading the Big Ten. And Northwestern <laughs> yeah. has been a team for me that I've just been waiting to collapse. And finally, they did what I faded them, Ben. And I took uh, the points with Penn State, although it was quite the sweat. But nevertheless, we got there. I think I got to do the same thing here. And you guys can let me know if I'm missing something. But in, in terms of this market, you said it's kind of all over the place. But some we see at a pick. I feel like Boise State should be as high as like a two and a half point favorite. I just don't see where Northwestern is going to get any offense. They have been terrible on that side of the ball this entire year. And you got a Boise State team who not the most dominant offensively, but a team where if they're hitting their shots from beyond the perimeter, there's no way Northwestern is going to be able to keep up. And you saw that on display a little bit with Northwestern against Penn State, a three-point or heavy team, very reliant on it. And yes, they kept it close and went to overtime, but I think Boise State will be more of a poised team, a better defensive group than a Penn State. And I just think the Broncos are the right side here. So I'll probably end up betting them. But, hey, if I'm missing something here, fellas, let me know. Because I really like Boise State. And it's also yeah. a very low total, too, with how good Boise State is. Top 15 defensive team in the country. I make Boise on my numbers a half-point favorite. That's market basically has it as a pick em. Uh I think with Northwestern, and you saw it in the Big Ten tournament on Friday night. Granted, they lost in overtime. That was a coin flip game against Penn State. But... Now you've got a Northwestern team. It's not like a few years ago where they made the tournament for the first time with Bryant McIntosh was like, hey, it's great. The Northwestern Wildcats are finally in the NCAA tournament. Now they have expectations. Now there's expectations. Hey, you need to win a game or win a couple games here in the NCAA tournament. I think that's going to be interesting to see how they handle that. I lean Boise as well. Boise came up short in the 8-9 game last year against Memphis. I think they're a more experienced, veteran-laden team this time around. I like Boise over the Purple Cats. It'll be an interesting discussion for us, too, in our number four of the show at Beeson Betting the Bracket. How will the Mountain West look as a whole after that horrific 2022 in the NCAA tournament? We'll have one more game to preview in the West region, get into some 5-12, some 8-9s, and a whole lot more here on Betting the Bracket. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. The wait is almost over. Get ready for the 2024 NFL season as the full schedule is announced. Every rivalry, every rematch, every rookie debut, every game revealed. The 2024 NFL schedule release presented by Verizon coming in May. Live on NFL Network, ESPN2, and streaming on NFL+. Plus. Terms and conditions apply to NFL+. Plus. Visit nfl.com slash schedule release to learn more. It's Freddie Prinze Jr. and Jeff Dye back in the ring. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. Hey, Jeff, are you ready to rumble our way into an all-new season of Wrestling with Freddie? You better believe I have. I've been practicing my body slams, and I'm jacked. All right, don't go injuring yourself now. We'll be highlighting the best stories and matches of the week in wrestling from AEW, WWE, and have one-on-one -on -one talks with the best talents in the world of pro wrestling. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. 
Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.